Hello, hello, and welcome to the Friday Vibe of the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to the Vibe. So, what is it? We're in mid-September. Do you remember? Okay, we are in September. Here in the good MN, the wasp are angry. I think there's a nest outside my balcony, or on my balcony, I should say. I am not stepping on that balcony until a snowflake comes on. So I'll see y'all in November. These motherfuckers are angry. They're trying to kill me. My name is Thomas from My Girl. I'm not trying to die. I have sprays. I have shooters. I have it all. I've done it all. I've done it all, you guys. And they are swarming. And I'm just not built for this shit. I've never been built for any wasp. They're tiny creatures. I found out today that the reason why they're not out at night is because they can't see in the dark. I What fucking science class did I not listen in and I didn't know that? Did you guys know that? That wasp can't see at night? There's no nocturnal shit with them and I'm grateful for that. I'd rather deal with a gnat than deal with a fucking wasp. That's all I got to say about that. All right, cool. Today's episode is going to be consisted of... News vibes, pop vibes, show updates. We're going to discuss Real Housewives of New York, Salt Lake City Housewives, and we're going to end with Southern Charm because they're starting this week. So let's first talk about the news vibe, you guys. So if any of you planning on going to Vegas soon, I think you might want to recheck or circle back because Vegas is under a cyber attack uh, and it has not been resolved. If... (laughs) They're under a major cyber attack. I woke up this morning, I opened up the talk of the tick, and somebody was talking about how Vegas is under a cyber attack. Like, things are not working. Like, you want to go there and you're trying to scream, big money, big money. There's no money for you. There's no slots for you. There's no tables for you because the cyber attack is taking over the machines, entries into hotel rooms. Like, this shit is major. I will tell you, I know MGM is one of the... um, one of the major hotels that have been under attack. Some hotels have actually paid ransom. Others have not. It's affecting a lot of tourists as well as employees. The news is talking about it very minimally. TikTok is really talking about it. So somebody actually said somebody, you know, you always have the people who are like, I work in cybersecurity or whatever they're talking about, whatever the situation is. And somebody was like, Vegas is one of the easiest places to breach security. That's fucking nuts, you guys. I would not think that Vegas would be easy to breach, but apparently it is. Apparently it is. All right, let's move forward. Let's talk about Pop 5. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, Queen of the North, update. I just want to let you guys know the girlies are still on Sophie's side. They're they're still on her side, okay? Because past... Past posts and interviews don't lie. So (laughs) Joe has no chance over here. If you're on Joe's side, why? Why are you on Joe's side? Are you just trying to play devil's advocate? Is that what you're trying to do? No, don't do that. Go back over to the Queen of the North. Because Joey, uh uh-uh, he ain't doing that. So I will say, the noise from Joe and Sophie has settled down because the drama of Danny Masterson has turned the fuck up. I'm so fucking deaf from all this shit that's coming out. 
I just don't know what to do about it, okay? I'm deaf, but I can still read and, and see. Not really. I'm, I'm lying, but... <laughs> Anyways, last week I mentioned Danny Masterson was sentenced to 30 years to life for raping four women. Last week I said two or three. It's actually four. That's a lot. Um, prior to his sentencing... Both sides are given a chance to write, either if you're on the prosecution side, like if you can write victim statements, uh, letters towards the defense or the person who did something to the victim, right? If you are for the defense, they're called character statements. So, well, Ashton Kutcher and Mila, whatever the fuck her last name is, that 70s show, the main two, three cast members wrote statements on behalf of Danny because they're best friends and the news outlets went into a motherfucking tailspin, okay? Listen, if you want to ruin your career to stand up for a friend who has been convicted of rape and a lot of evidence to show that he's been the reason why he's been convicted of rape, please write a character statement on their behalf and then double down on it with a fake-ass apology because that is what the fuck happened. I think if you guys really want to hear about it, if you want to see what they said, it's fucked up. Go ahead. Go on to Instagram. Go on to TikTok. Go, go anywhere and you Google, Google, Google. And you will find everything. They look crazy, you guys. Um, the worst part about it is there was the judge's statement was actually released today and what he said to Danny towards why he's sentencing him to 30 years to life, the, how much he has taken from the women, how many things he's actually covered up. If you truly think that Danny didn't do these things, oh no, he really did and there's some concrete evidence to show a pain people off why are you paying people off if you didn't do it right so anyways let's talk about spouses who were blindsided because Danny Masterson's wife was blindsided by this his wife is Bijou Phillips uh, she's devastated and she has no plan on ending their marriage. Vibe Tribe. Do you know who Bijou Phillips is? Let me tell you. Her bloodline runs thick in Hollywood. There's this uh, talk of the tick creator named Blah Blah who did the family tree and how people are connected to Bijou Phillips. I was very educated. And I'm going to tell you this. I am not surprised why she's standing by her man like Tammy Wynette or any of the mob wives. Bijou's father, father is John, the lead singer of the Mamas and the Papas. If you don't know who the Mamas and the Papas are, I'm going to need you to lean into Google on that one. Because that's a really famous band. But I also do need to understand that we are in a different generation that... Mamas and the Papas are, you know what, fuck it, just Google the damn shit, okay? Anyways, John was a drug addict and a sex offender. Bijou's mom, Genevieve, also loved drugs. Together, they were deemed unfit parents to Bijou and her brother, so she grew up in foster care. 
when Bijou's stepsister reached out to her and mentioned her past with her father, which is why he's a sex offender, because he slept with his daughter for almost 10 years. Um, Bijou leaned in and found her love for drugs as well. And then she got clean and met Danny. And here we are years later, deep into the marriage with children, devastated that not only is her father a sex offender, her husband is too. When I tell you that I hope she has the support system to lean on because I would hate for her to lean back into her old life and do something drastic. Like, how many blows can one person take? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if she's been to therapy. I talk about therapy a lot in here. I really think she needs to lean into it. But she really needs to talk about this shit because this shit is, it's crazy. Moving on. Another pop news, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin Bieber have officially made five years, you guys. You're probably saying, why is this news? Because... There is a rumor going around that he'll be divorcing her once they make it to the five-year mark. Remember when Justin got into trouble and the possibility of him being deported back to Canada was on the table? And then all of a sudden he was getting married to Haley after a brief stint back to Selena? Are you guys still following me? Okay, great. Remember those green card bandits, you guys? Some of them are pure. And some of them have cruel intentions. Now, that's... Now that he's reached the five-year mark, he would be able to be single and still live in the U.S. if this divorce went through, which it's not because he said happy anniversary on his socials. So all this is alleged is a rumor. But let me tell you something. You know my ears are to the streets. It's My, my ear is hot because the street is talking. Um, moving on. Update on Carl and Lindsay from Summer House. Carl finally released a joint, air quotes, statement to the public of their breakup. But bu- buckle up, you guys, because Lindsay has now um, released a statement. First, she released a previous statement saying that she did not approve that statement. But she released her statement Thursday and... Of course, she's the victim, stating she was completely blindsided and she thanked her supporters. Listen, I don't wish ill on anyone. And so many people are team Lindsay versus Carl. I'm team no one at this point. Carl's acting like a fuck boy and Lindsay is doing what she always does and takes the victim card and runs with it. Overall, there's a lot of speculation swirling and to be honest, I don't know what to believe. Was he cheating? And if so, did he shoot the side chick's club up and get her pregnant? Is he back on that sauce? Did she treat him like shit in the house that led to his blindsided breakup that we'll see on this new season coming up? I don't know. But what I do know is that there is so much information out there and only few know the truth. But again, the ears are talking. My ears burning. Because it's to the streets. I know that's right. Let's move forward. Um, speaking of ears, coming from left f- field. F- f- field. <laughs> Tom Girardi, his competency hearing has begun. 
listen, y'all remember Erica Jane, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Y'all remember Aaron Brockovich. This is Tommy, Tommy Girardi. Um, he hasn't been deemed competent to be on the stand yet, but I have a feeling he will since he had an outburst in the court hearing telling the proxy. He told the prosecutor to, well, he basically said, fuck you to the prosecutor today in court. Um, after they were crossing the doctor on the stand and a voicemail recording was played or recordings, I should say. These recordings are dated two days prior to him falling into dementia, air quotes. Apparently that show the jury, judge and everyone else who listens that he is a fraud, has always been a fraud and will do anything to maintain being a fraud. Listen, I have to thank Talk of Shame for leaning into this competency hearing and capturing these amazing moments. She's great at breaking news, by the way. Definitely will continue to tune in and watch this unfold. Um, this next stuff comes from a special Vibe with Vic collaborator, Tanya. She dropped a blind item to me today. Apparently, Teddy Mellencamp and previous Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast member has filed for divorce. Allegedly, hasn't it's not breaking news yet, but we will find out. We just want to thank Tanya for letting me know. Um, y'all remember a girl named Britney Spears? <laughs> okay, well, uh, she's still getting a divorce, but uh, she's now dating her ex housekeeper who has a criminal past. Listen, I'm all about giving people fresh starts. I'm just going to need someone to start being this woman's friend because all she has dated are opportunists, you guys. Like, she hasn't had a good relationship yet. And don't even mention her baby daddy because he's a fucking bum still. Still living off of her money. When the fuck is the last time he got a damn job, right? I want to see what his resume looks like. Blank. I don't know. I just need Britney Spears to heal. So she can level out and live her life. Not in front of these fucking cameras on IG so plies can make fun of her. I can't, you guys. I really am trying with Brittany, but she is, her behavior is very erratic right now. I just want her to be okay. Lastly, in the pop vibes, we have good old Oprah Winfrey. Apparently, she's broken her silence per her backlash she received asking Americans to donate their money when she's a billionaire. Another tone-deaf moment. But she's not backing down. She doesn't give a fuck. And neither do many of these wealthy celebrities. When are we as viewers and followers going to understand this? It is all fun and games until shit gets real. And if you guys are not aware of this, she asked people to donate to Maui. She's a billionaire. Bitch, why don't you write a check? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have called. I, this is... <laughs> I need to move forward because I'm telling you, this this mouth can get real reckless and anybody can get it, but, you know, I shouldn't have called up for that. So mean. Let's talk about show vibes, you guys. I only have one that I leaned into, so I watched Scout's Honor. Well, actually, there's two things I want to say. So Scout's Honor, the Boy Scouts doc on Netflix you thought only conspiracies happened in politics and true crime. And then you th you kind of thought wrong, you guys, okay? This documentary will show you how corrupt the Boy Scouts were. 
with all the thousands of lawsuits. They have 81,000, by the way, um, against them, especially when it comes to sexual assault. You know, the theme today is like, wow, like it's not great um, with all the essay that I've mentioned. This documentary is 90 minutes. There's a lot of lies. From someone who pulled out of Girl Scouts after brownies, because it wasn't my vibe, you guys. I'm sad that Boy Scouts was sold to young boys who came from underprivileged areas or homes that didn't have a father present, only to have them be molested by the scout leaders. This doc is not for the weak. So I'm not telling you to watch this. I'm, I'm just basically saying it's fucked up. So if you're interested in hearing about it, go forth. But it's nothing but, it's it just makes you kind of sad. These grown men, obviously, all hopefully have been into therapy. Not quite sure. But um, yes, the other thing that's coming on in a couple weeks, actually I think first or second week of October is a reality show house of villains and it's all the villains i'm talking about johnny bananas from the challenge we have um new york from a <laughs> flavor of love amorosa is going to be a part of it uh spencer pratt's going to be part of it listen when i saw new york a preview of her snapping on amorosa i said i'm gonna pull up <laughs> i'm gonna pull up this is going to be on USA. I will send a reminder because we are in, do you remember? We're in September. And so I will let you know in October when it starts, okay? All right. I'm going to take a slight break and I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about New York. All right, y'all, let's talk about Real Housewives of New York. We are still in Anguilla with the ladies, and now we're headed to dinner with all of them in tow. Of course, Aaron asks what's on the agenda for the following day, and what Cy mentioned is like a dream vacation. You wake up, eat, drink, and beach, nap, eat, drink, and sleep. It's so fucking hard being on vacation. I love it so much, and I miss it. I miss it so much. <laughs> um... So now we're finally at the Sunshine Shack for dinner on the beach. And Uba shares a fond memory of her mother. You know, her mother passed and her mother was, she was really close with her mother. Um, so she shared a fond memory of when they were back home. And I personally loved how she mentioned to the ladies to not take what they see on TV of Africa, but to place, um, place in her mind that Africa is like a, paradise that's it's a beautiful place um i haven't been to the motherland but the photos i see from some of my friends travels it's truly amazing so whenever i get to africa i get to africa there's a couple places i have on my list um let's uh, move forward the so last week Erin exposed Jenner, or at least she thought. She thought she was bringing tea. Um, so, you know, we're honing in on Jenna. And, but not, but first, Jessel has to mention a couple of things. So, 
Jenna has these sandals. They're Prada, but Jenna is also wearing a dress. Uh, and we all know that Jenna has a skin disease that we've talked about last episode. Um, but Jessel wants to be that person that she's like, hey, let me swap dresses with you. But then says, not husbands. She has to add that because that's Jessel. Like, is Jessel slow, you guys? Like, I... I have feelings towards Jessel. Y'all know that she, I'm not a big fan. She's, a lot of people really love her. I don't. Anyways, Brynn gets annoyed and she wants to move on from the comment, but Uba chimes in and asks Cy if she would be bothered if Brynn had said that to her husband, David. And you know, Cy brushes it off. She's saying she doesn't give a fuck and that she's a terrible person to ask. But like, why is that? I mean, Cy is an independent and... I understand that she understands her worth, yet she has a problem sometimes showing her softer side, and especially in this moment. Uba is the only person who was who truthful in saying that it would bother her. With that came a Brent apology to Aaron about the party being boring, but not by the comet, which, you know, pissed Aaron off more because she wants an apology from Bren about the comment about divorcing. I want you guys to remember that because that comes into play a little bit later. It is super petty. And why does Aaron believe everyone should owe her an apology? Like she fucking is annoying right now and she's working the she's like working my last nerve, okay? So we have Jessel over here. She's moved off the nerve for now and off of my nerves for now. And Aaron has pulled up. So I would say the least two favorite housewives that I have that I like on this cast currently, because it changes week by week, is Aaron and Jessel. Jessel is maintained. But now Aaron is number one of the least like, and Jessel has moved to number two, and Jessel is number one. Okay. Um, I just feel like people should just understand, like, if you just step back and just observe this situation and actually hear what Erin expects from everyone else, but doesn't do herself, it will blow your mind. She truly in all her heart of all hearts does nothing wrong. That is a fucked up place to be. If you're like one of those friends who has never apologized, never takes accountability, and wonder why folks don't want to be around you, watch Aaron. Like, 100%. That is Aaron right there. Um, anyways, Bren and Aaron end up squashing the beef and hug it out. But in Aaron's confessional, she mentioned she never truly thought Bren was hitting on Abe. Then what the fuck are we doing here, you guys? Like, we have literally wasted how many episodes talking about Aaron and her husband and that comment that she's been meddling on and it just doesn't make sense if you didn't truly believe that she like said the I, I can't then we have Jenna like taking the whole coach situation gets brought up again and Jenna claims when she said it she was post anesthesia and hardly remembers and that she assumed the ladies wouldn't give a shit if she flew with them or not which they really shouldn't it shouldn't fucking matter when somebody is gonna fly with you or without you because it's upon we're all adults here what works for your schedule may not work for somebody else's schedule and it's not that deep beside taps in and says jenna excludes herself and bren says jenna gives gifts instead of connecting and then bren 
says she wants Jenna to continue giving the gifts, which is contradicting what she said last episode. And I'm just like, it's a catch-22 situation for Jenna at this point in time. Damned if she does or doesn't with these ladies, they have placed her on the pedestal and she doesn't see herself being on that pedestal. Like, I'm happy that Jenna semi stood up for herself. But here's the main thing. Jenna was being vulnerable with Aaron and Aaron took that shit and ran with it and not in a good way. So Aaron proceeds to tell the ladies that she's been screwed over so many times that she's guarded with who and what she shares. And that makes sense. So, of course, Jenna has a moment. And, uh, and of course, Aaron places her on Front Street. My real question is, does Aaron know how to be a real friend? It's looking like a fuck no at this point. But she she does get up and hug Jenna. And, and Jenna explains how she grew up. Something she has mentioned previously, that her mother had Asperger's syndrome, that she didn't find out till later how she grew up and grew up in a quiet house. All these things add up to why Jenna is the way that she is, but nobody wants to accept her for how she is. It's weird to me. Maybe people don't really understand that you might have a fierce fucking leader in front of you, but their how they grew up might be completely fucking different than what you expect i i just can't i don't know i'm glad jenna mentioned giving the benefit of the doubt i sometimes forget that myself but the ladies need that reminder so they could snap out of it and stop being bitches because they've been complete bitches this whole trip so far so the heat's off jenna and and now it's not back on jessel to explain how she grew up let's just say the ladies felt they didn't get what they needed the puzzle pieces aren't connecting. So everyone's confused. I wish Jessel would say, I'm rich as fuck. My family's wealthy. I've never had to worry about anything. But no. She wanted to match what the other ladies are serving. And it's apparent and that she doesn't come from humble beginnings. So Aaron challenged her story saying, you don't think your parents cater to you? And Jessel says, no. I'm telling you. Every time we make one step forward with Jessel, we take two steps back. Okay? Like, it's... <laughs> the math is not math in you guys with Jessel. So, anyways, we're back in the car, and there's just these little tidbits that I just don't... These ladies contradict themselves a lot, and it just doesn't make sense. So they're back in the car, and Sai said to Jenna, you're lucky you didn't fly coach because it was ghetto. Don't really think that's the connotation to match with coach. I just don't understand. I guess my ass is ghetto because I stay in coach when flying out. If you want to upgrade me, apparently not anymore because Delta just changed the medallion status. I'll forever be in coach <laughs> unless I pay for it. Anyways, I'm getting off. I'm really kind of pissed about that, but anyways... To mention that coach is ghetto. Are we all peasants over here? Um, (laughs) But then say, you wish that like you would have flown first or with her. Then, Then why are we mad at her? Why are we mad at that she took business class or first class or whatever the way that she wanted to? It just doesn't make sense. Like these ladies really need to start thinking about what they're really fucking mad at. It's not about the coach of the first class or the business class. It's 
just about that you just want to spend time with Jenna, want to get to know her. And yes, you've said it, but then you bring it up over something else and it just it just doesn't make any sense. Anyways, like Uber then makes a comment about TSA and she responds to saying the only thing she needs to take on the plane is her WAP. Ask yourself, Five Tribe, do you know what WAP is? W-A-P? Because Uba asked Aaron, and Aaron's confused. She doesn't know what WAP is. So Uba asked Jenna what WAP is, and Jenna responds with wet-ass pussy. And Aaron says, white or wet? <laughs> Listen. Do you ever notice when someone doesn't like what is being said or doesn't understand what is being said? They mask it with, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, or something along the lines of that. Well, that's what Aaron did. Aaron's not hip to anything that she thinks is below her. Now, to mention she keeps saying she's 35. Bitch, I'm 41, and I know what WAP is. Like, stop it. Stop putting age to something that just because you're 35 you don't know anything girl all you have to do is stay up with pop culture and then you would know read the fucking news you would know cardi b cardi um anyways <laughs> i'm out of control this episode so deal with it you guys um the next morning size doing her influencer thing uba and jessel are waking up they're talking about last night's dinner and jessel mentions how she basically can't keep up with bren we know jessel you can't keep up with anybody <laughs> i promise you guys i will give jessel credit when credit's due and i did she had a conversation with my i gave her credit she is empathetic at times i give her credit she has two credits that's all I'm giving her right now, okay? We're finally at breakfast. They're planning on beaching it today. Jenna has a moment, and I guess it's pertaining to her breakup. But what did I miss? Like, she doesn't talk about her breakup, and to have Aaron mention it is wild because it's like the viewers are not in tune with the breakup. We know that there's a breakup that has happened. So if Jenna has had this conversation with Aaron, we, we're not seeing it. It's not being aired whatever but it seems like it is a little off anyways uba comes out looking fabulous and then she sees hair on the food and she starts reacting to it coughing without covering her mouth and let me tell you this part of Sai i appreciate when she snapped at uba and said cover her mouth i cannot tell you how often children and adults don't cover their mouths when they're coughing and a little piece of me dies inside whenever i'm in the grocery store and see it or i'm near it i can't fucking handle that shit you guys i'm that bitch that mumbles under her breath little shit and sometimes people hear it and i don't care i think the lord wanted them to hear that dig so they can do better in life i truly believe it i truly believe it so Again, this brings up the ladies start talking about their backgrounds again after Uba yelled at all the ladies to stop touching their hair and side tells, okay, mom, which Jenna brings up a moment in her past and overall feeling she had over childhood. Then Sai brings up the fact her mother was an alcoholic and begins to get emotional towards it. The one thing I love about the scene is how Sai wanted her mother to be remembered for being a good person instead of an alcoholic. It was a different perspective. People get labeled, you guys, every, every, especially folks who die of something that wasn't natural causes. So to have Sai mention that was different and welcomed. The disease is bigger than her. I also love the fact that Uba says she can't imagine her life 
the way that Sai grew up. This is also a reminder to all that relationships with family aren't great for all. No one's perfect and neither is your family. So I love Uba. I think she brings a different tone in the confessionals. Um, I think she's very wise and I love that for her and I love that for us. Um, so yes, a couple of things. Let's move forward. We're at lunch. Sai brings up Bren's dating life and Bren is very open to it. Like she says, she, she says she went on three dates. She went on three dates a day. I get exhausted thinking about one date, let alone three. Anyways, like <laughs> I could fucking never. I ain't hunting for no husband like that. If I have to go on three dates, that's three different outfits. That's three different face beats. I'm not doing that. I'm just, I can't. So anyways, Bren says that she wants to be a mom and she needs to get her shit together. And Uba mentions how she froze her eggs and asked Bren if, she has froze hers in which Bren said no. Um, and has she just starts talking about this elaborate story about freezing egg process and embryos intake form and how they ask who she would like to donor to be. I have never gone through the process of freezing eggs. I know some people, some of my friends have. I don't know if they ask you who the donor is unless you're like married. <laughs> so it's weird, right? And if they did ask Bren to put a name on the list, that shit's wild. So anyways, Erin hears this story. She starts whispering to Uba how much it's a lie and how she's matching what she knows so far to Bren's story. And she says she doesn't believe what Bren says. So Bren snaps back and says it's so messed up that Erin would accuse Bren of lying about the story. And then Erin has the nerve to say, so sensitive. So let me summarize this for you guys. I think I jumped all over the place a little bit. Aaron can be sensitive for weeks about what Bren said to Abe at their vow ceremony. But Bren can't be sensitive to her calling her a liar while discussing embryos and freezing eggs, babies in general. Like, is the pot and the kettle in the same kitchen or am I missing something? Like... I think my biggest thing with a lot of these ladies, I'll say, I was really going to put it on Erin, but she's really working my nerves. She contradicts the fuck out of herself a lot. But a lot of the ladies doing what they said, how many ladies this episode actually contradicted themselves? Okay, so let's see here. Erin did. Bren did. Sided. That's three ladies. That's like half the fucking group right there. It's weird. So the episode ends with like, Bren decided after that comment, she's not going out that night. And she tells Aaron, and she's like, it's sensitive. Family is a sensitive thing for Bren in general. And she felt that that dig was deep, that she just needed to take a moment. You know, um, I don't know. I can honestly say this. Bren is f more forgiving than Aaron ever could be. And I want you guys to, it's a recurring thing. I want you guys to tally how many things that Aaron has been upset with because it's, it's been well over five, I feel like. I don't know. I have to talk to my collaborator, Tanya, on this to count how many times Aaron has 
been pissed off at people. But yeah. Okay. Next week, the ladies are still in Anguilla. And now the aim is off of Jenna. It's on Jessel and her backstory. And apparently, Aaron and Uba get into it. And I'm looking forward to that, you guys. <laughs> I am looking forward to that. So I'm going to take a slight break. I'm going to come back and we'll discuss Salt Lake City. Stay tuned. All right, we're back with Salt Lake City. Let's kind of get into it. I'm not going to go over to it. I'm not going to go as deep as I went in with New York. I'll say, what did we learn from this episode? I will say this. I'm loving Monica. Some might say she doesn't deserve to be a housewife since she isn't rich and wealthy. And that's what housewives are all about. I will say it's a breath of fresh seeing her serve a cup of humble back to Lisa per this ring situation. Uh, Monica has a good head on her shoulders so far. <laughs> it's only the second episode. Uh, she spoke about being excommunicated from sleeping, uh, excommunicated from the church because she slept with her now ex-husband's sister's husband. That's right, you guys. She's a cheater. She told on herself and her life changed. She mentioned the best way to get ahead of something is to tell it yourself. And uh, I think we all can agree with that because in that way you can take charge of the narrative that's coming out rather than somebody else. So, and I, I agree. Okay, Lisa Barlow. I know we have a lot of Lisa Barlow fans. I know that she's really great to be a housewife and all that stuff. I just want to say that she is really materialistic and she's a label whore. But this 60K ring and how she repetitively repeats the ring and it's a sentimental value. Lisa is, she's so fucking tone deaf. Like, if I ever have to tell a story like Lisa tells a story, just let me know. I will walk to the nearest highway, just lay my whole fucking body in it and just let people run me over. It's not worth it, right? Just, just tell me to stop talking. That was really extreme. That was really extreme. <laughs> I said, if I tell a horrible story, I'm just going to walk to the highway and just lay my whole fucking body on it. That's weird. I need to calm down. I went zero to a thousand on that one. It's unnecessary. Um, <laughs> I just want, Lisa just gets, she has never been on the right side of my nerves. In all the seasons that this has been on, what is this, the fourth or fifth season that Salt Lake has been on? Every single like season, I'm not happy with Lisa, and I don't see it. I don't understand why people like her so much. Is she great for TV? Great. She's great. Great for TV. But some of the things that she says is dumb as fuck. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> why am I watching then? Why not? Gosh. Anyways, when... When we talk about Heather, when producers asked what was her most expensive thing that she lost, being that we're in the scenario that Lisa just lost her $60,000 ring and then called the jeweler after she said, it's so sentimental. We have producers asking Heather what's the most expensive thing she's lost, and she says, her dignity. <laughs> How many of us have lost their dignity? I hope not many. I hope not many. Um, and then we have Whitney healing. Um, Whitney is bringing Angie to Meredith's trip. So Meredith has this trip that she 
has planned for everybody to go to Trixie's, the Pink Hotel in Palm Springs. Meredith is not a fan of Angie. I'm not a fan of Angie. A lot of people aren't a fan of Angie and her big dumbass sunglasses that I fucking hate. Um, but Meredith is like, hey, let's let's bring her on the trip. Um, and I understand why she's doing it, to be honest. There is a thing called boundaries, and Whitney knows nothing about boundaries. So especially if she's trying to get into Meredith's good graces. like we, And I see why. Whitney's basically over here saying, if we're going to start anew, then we need to start anew. Then if we were going to start anew, then you need to invite everybody. And Meredith, she don't work like that. Meredith's never worked like that. Meredith's probably one of the most difficult people to work with because when her mind is set on something, it ain't going to change. <laughs> Not a nan. Uh, and so I'm interested to see how this unfolds <laughs> next episode. Um, let's just hope there's a bathtub at the Pink Motel for Meredith and producers. You know what I mean? They, I hope they found some Don Perion for Mary. Who literally looked like her eyes were going to pop out of her head because she called. And you know what? I appreciate when somebody calls ahead to see if they're actually going to be accommodated. That that's nice. We like that about you. Um, but Mary, <laughs> Mary is next level. You guys, she is weird in the capital W. Uh, but you know, Mary's here and. Again, she's going to say whatever rolls off her tongue, and I am here for it. But next week, we are going to, uh, the, the real Meredith is going to stand up. And <laughs> guess who's going to set her off, you guys? Blue blocker Angie, those fucking ugly sunglasses. So that's what I have for Salt Lake. I felt like this episode was, I mean, it was cool. I mean, it's the buildup, right? Obviously, we're always going to have an episode where it's the build-up episode. Where it's like, okay, we're going to talk about going on the trip. We're going to see you guys pack on the trip. We're going to see you travel on the trip. And then we're going to be like, next time on the Housewives. That's just usually how the fuck it is. So that's how it was for this one. All right. So that's it for Salt Lake City. I'm going to take a break. Slate. Break. I'm going to come back and talk about Southern Charm. Stay tuned. No need for a break. Let's just get into Southern Charm. And let me tell you something. I wish, like, okay, how do we have it? Sunday is Real Housewives of New York. Monday, it's a break. Tuesday, it's Salt Lake City. Wednesday, it's currently OC. And Thursday, it's Southern Charm. Do I wish that Southern Charm would be a little bit earlier in the week? So, because <laughs> I want to, I, obviously, I want to talk about it on a Friday, but then I have to wait. And, and sometimes it's just not aligning. So, I, do I wish it was on a different day? Yeah, but does Thursdays work? Of course it does gives us something to watch. I'm not going to sit up here and whine. I'm whining right now. I need to shut the fuck up. Okay, so let's talk about Southern Charm. So let's just begin by saying the big overall theme for this season is did Austin and Taylor 
sleep together. Now, mind you, Austin's still a fuckboy. Taylor is Shep's ex-girlfriend. Austin and Shep are best friends. Okay? So, everyone's back. Craig, Austin, Shep, Madison, Olivia, Taylor, Vanita, Leva makes an appearance. And, unfortunately... We love Patricia, do we? And Whitney makes an appearance. He's just... I've never liked Whitney. I don't know. I haven't met a person out there who's been watching Southern Charm that has liked Whitney. And if you have, when? Season one? Season two? Like, we're like... I don't even know how many seasons deep. It's a lot. And every season I'm like, he's the biggest douchebag. But he's the wealthiest douchebag who started this shit. So I guess we kind of have to like pat him on the back and give him his, you know, give him his props. But not a fan, by the way. But everybody's back. Um, You know, Craig is dating Paige from Summer House. So it's the crossover. And, you know, Paige has made her appearance. She's like the first or second scene. Uh, and we get an update on Craig's remodeled, the house that he is remodeling, that he has been remodeling for years, it seems like. Um, he's putting it in a pool in the backyard. Um, you know, what we left off with in Summer House is definitely seeping into Southern Charm. Um, Craig's not okay with the distance because, you know, Paige lives in New York. He lives in Charleston. He wants her to, you know, be in Charleston more. And, you know, she's trying to flex to it. But I get it. Like, I don't, I think it would be very hard to move from a busy-ass place like New York to move to a slower-paced state, city like Charleston. Two different type of moods, personalities, all that. So they're trying. Craig always wants to be up under Paige because he's like, he loves her. Like, obviously, Craig loves Paige more than Paige loves Craig. And they always say that's like the way to go. If you love the guy more than the guy loves you, it's never going to work. So just why choose love, right? Um, Madison is back and she's now married. She loves the relationship her husband Brett has with her son, Hudson. I think that's great. Madison and Brett had a small wedding and back in 2020, I believe. And now she's planning a party for the friends. Uh, Brett's a firefighter in California. California is a long way from Charleston. So apparently like he's home for a week, he's gone for three days and then comes back home. I mean, how the fuck does the fire department allow that? I always thought that there were stipulations that you had to live within distance of the fire department that you work for. Am I wrong? Is every state a little different? I don't know. Somebody educate me. Austin is still drinking beers and still advertising and selling his trop hop beer. Um, has any of you guys tried it yet? I'm not putting any money in Austin's pocket besides these views. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not a fan of Austin. Uh, the hate train I'm on it for Austin. He just continuously shows that he's, you know, I don't really want to call him worthless, but he's damn near borderline with it. To be honest, 
He is leaning into the fact that he's been invited to Madison's party to celebrate her marriage. This dude is still not over Madison. I don't think his fuckboy nature will ever be over Madison, to be honest, because Madison is the one to let him go instead of the other way around. You know, he's used to breaking hearts. He's not used to someone breaking his. And Madison has all the power, and he knows that, and it really fucking shows. Olivia and Taylor meet up to rollerblade around town, and now both, at this point, are soul sisters. Uh, Navigating the city and being single together, that is not going to last long. That is not going to last long. So it'll be interesting to see it all kind of fall apart. Uh, Shep's back from traveling the world. He needed to clear his head. Being a child of inheritance allows him to do these things. Shep's mom always makes an appearance at least once every season. She's not a bad person. Just Shep relies on her a lot. And since he's single again, I'm pretty sure he's going to be calling his mother a whole lot more. She's more than likely the only person that will be, you know, stroking his bruised ass ego since the breakup with Taylor. And when it comes to Olivia and Austin, you know, they had tried to make it work and she got him to commit to her. And then I remember seeing Austin met somebody else, broke up with Olivia. So he was only commit to Olivia for a week. I... (laughs) Do I need to say it? Austin still sucks, you guys. Austin has never grown up. Austin is still a fuckboy. And I, every time he's on my screen and I see his behavior, it's like you have a chance to evolve and grow and he just doesn't do it. He is stagnant in his ways. He just doesn't change. Everybody's changing around Austin. Austin has not changed. And and again, it shows. Uh, Vanita's back, and she has a boyfriend. And Vanita's in love, and I love that for her. Uh, and the best part about it is that Vanita and Madison have squashed the beef. Remember last season they got into a big argument about Madison was like, you're talking shit to me. And, uh, I feel like I'm saying and too much. She was talking shit about me. They got into an argument. They left the reunion. They didn't talk. And apparently they didn't talk for months, but now they're back being friends. And I am actually excited about that. Vanita and Madison were a good friendship. So it's nice to see that people can move forward with that. So I don't know if this is a thing in Charleston where you barely drive your car, but you ride around in go-karts like it's a gated community. I've never been to Charleston before. If you have been to Charleston, that must be a thing. Because Austin rolled up to the suit place on a go-kart. And I'm like, I've only seen that in small towns. But I thought Charleston was pretty big. But is it small? I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. So both Shep and Austin have their tail between their legs when it comes to seeing Olivia and Taylor. And I love that. I absolutely love that. They they fucked 
Taylor and Olivia over. So I don't feel guilty that they feel guilty about their behavior. Like that they feel like they have to walk on eggshells. Walk on eggshells. You both think that you could do whatever the fuck you want to. Shep, for whatever reason he has it. Austin, because he just never is going to grow up. Literally disgusting. And the scene where Shep is like brushing his teeth like a OCD psychopath. Like, dude, I wonder what that brush looks like. Is the bristles this all spread apart and flattened? Like they're not even holding up straight. I can't fucking deal, you guys. It was crazy. Um, The venue where the party is going to be is beautiful. Now, Madison is a hairstylist. Madison has friends in high places. Okay, and the my I had my eyes on the oyster shucker. He can look at me and shuck those oysters anytime. Do you understand me? He can shuck those oysters right next to me and dump them in that little silver platter. I don't even care if you want to look into my eyes like he looked into. I don't even remember because I was just looking at him. Lord. <laughs> um, Austin finally meets Brett. He's super awkward. What's new? And again, Austin's jealous because, like, let's just say this. Madison dodged a amazing bullet. The bullet is Austin. I mean, she glowed up. I mean, Madison's beautiful with regardless. But who she married, I mean, he's easy on the eyes, too. He, he's young. I feel like it. He looks like he takes his collagen if he's our age, but <laughs> um, I told you guys Leva makes an appearance. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit indifferent with Leva. I don't want to throw hate on her, and I really don't want to say I like her right now because I feel like I used to really like Leva, and then she like went through this period of time where she kind of changed a lot. And how she acts on her show versus how she acts on this show is a little bit self-righteous that I just don't, eh, I don't really lean into. So we'll see how she, you know, acts. I don't know why I'm so protective over Craig either, because a lot of people really hate Craig. Like they really hate Craig. And you know how I feel about my Aquariuses. <laughs> I love me some because we're so misunderstood because we're so misunderstood, we need to have an army behind us. I like Craig. There's that. Um, okay, let's see here. Let's talk about let's talk about Taylor. No matter how much she says she's over Shep and their breakup, she's not. And her dramatics are getting a little tired. But let's be honest. I'm I'm sure I've been hysterical before. I'm, when I say I'm sure it's because I know, and I'm flashing back in my mind how hysterical I've been. I know how I feel to be cheated on. I've been cheated on multiple times. It's not fun. Uh, sorting through those emotions, not fun. Mind you, I have to remember that he went away for like the summer and now he's back. So it's only been like three or four months. It's still fresh. It's still fresh. Um, so you have Shep trying to talk to Olivia, and then you have um, Austin trying to talk to 
no, Shep trying to talk to Taylor and Austin trying to talk to Olivia. And it gets really awkward, you know, besides the fact that Taylor brought a dildo (laughs) as a wedding gift to a wedding party. Okay, so let me tell you guys something. Wedding gifts are supposed to be nice, classy, funny. Bachelorette gifts are supposed to be dirty, funny, dirty, funny, a little trashy. She brought a dildo. Am I calling it a dildo trash? I'm basically saying when you're trying to present a gift to somebody, that gift shouldn't be a dildo if you're presenting it to the husband and wife. Like, hey, girl, I understand that's long distance. Shove this up your vagina. Like, it's a little bit weird. And Taylor being that she was so into the Lord last year, and now all of a sudden this is a different side. Was it a fallacy? Was it, girl? Because Madison mentioned it, too. She goes, I just thought she was such a godly girl. And now all of a sudden she's bringing me a dildo. Like the math is not mathing. But hey, let's just say the church will be, they're the ones that will sneak up on you. Trust me. I used to date a church boy back in the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move forward. So anyway, so you have, you have Shep who's asking Olivia like how, how should I talk to Taylor? Like, how should I approach her? We just don't know how to be normal. So you have no problem walking up to every other girl in the bar and approaching them and trying to sleep with them, but you can't approach your ex-girlfriend and say hi to her? Like, it's weird. They, they actually hugged. Let me tell you something. If you cheat on me, you're dead to me. Like, there's no hug. Why are you even looking at me? I'm going to make you so intimidated. I'm going to make you walk on eggshells around me. But they hug like, oh, if that's being mature, more power to anybody who can be mature about that. I'm not I'm not there. I'll, I'm just, no. You cheat on me. You're dead to me. I'm going to make you feel bad about it till the day you die. I'm just kidding. Not till the day you die. But with if it's fresh, every freshness of those days, those fresh days, I'm going to make you feel bad. And then when it starts, they start getting expired, then I just don't care. When I don't care anymore, then I don't care. When you start not caring, that's when they start caring. It's really weird. But it's so true. Um, Shep has this thing. Like, he's coming on this season with his persona. Like, hey, guys, I went on this trip. I went to clear my head. And, you know, I just don't know how to approach Taylor. Like, I feel bad. I have this responsibility. Like, it's just, I just don't, I feel bad. Like, Taylor has this demeanor. She used to be nice and soft, and now she's like, you know, she's completely changed. Well, Shep, like, what the fuck did you expect? You cheated on her, and she's supposed to be bright and merry towards you after the fact? Like, how fucking dumb can you be? I just, I think the trip was good for Shep, in a way. Helped him clear his mind, but honey... If the conversations haven't been had, then you just ran away from the issues. And now you're resurfacing now that you're home. So nothing's really changed. It's not, it's like a, it's a 360 instead of a 180. I know that. Um, the one thing that Olivia has that Taylor doesn't is a backbone. Is a thousand percent a 
backbone. Because when Austin tries to approach Olivia with some bullshit, trying to make her feel bad, you know, I said, you know, happy Thanksgiving to you or Merry Christmas to you. And you just kind of like, you know, didn't respond back. Olivia's like, what are you trying to get out of this conversation? She took that power, honey. And of course, he had to walk away with his tail between his legs. And I loved it. I loved it. Because Austin is fucking childish. I'm not going to drain you guys this season with how much I hate Austin. But every single thing that he does, I am not going to be afraid to like just call it out. And let you know how disgusting this guy is. And I don't, I don't understand. I don't see it. I don't see it. Okay. So at the end of the episode, we deal with Taylor being angry at Craig for not telling her about Shep trying to kiss one of Leva's employees. Like, dear Taylor, guy code is ironclad. They don't like conflict. And they won't tell on their boy, even if they think their boy's a piece of shit. Wake up, girl. The kicker here is Taylor is going to fuck off, is going the fuck off on Craig and Shep to Austin. And he's comforting her. That is Austin's tactic, everybody. Prey on the vulnerable. He loves that shit. Austin needs to be with a woman who basically conforms, that's not the word, submit to him. He needs the submitting aspect of it. If you have a bigger backbone than he does, then he can't be with you. And that's why him and Madison didn't work out because she was too busy talking down to him. And Madison needed somebody who's strong. And she got herself a strong man. And I love that for her um, Taylor's drunk. She said to me tequila waters and it's really showing. And I know a lot of people would be like, that is no way for a man to yell at a woman. And I understand that. But when you have somebody continuing to yell at you, yell at you, yell at you for something that you didn't even do, but you're, you, you're yelling at me because you can't yell at the person that you really want to yell at. Then it's kind of like, you gotta, you gotta snap on them. And Craig was trying. He was like, I don't want to raise my voice. You know, which means Craig's evolved. He's grown up, you guys. Um, but he's still an Aquarius. So it's like, uh, it's like, okay, you're yelling at me. I'm at a three. Okay, yell at me again. I'm at a six. Oh, okay, yeah. Now I'm at a 10. Now I'm going to fucking snap on you. And that's what he did. He snapped on her. And it's just like, <sighs> Taylor's trying to feel that fire. You know what else she says? She says, what about your girlfriend cheating on you? I'm sorry, your bestie, your soul sister, Olivia, was just talking to Craig about being friends with Paige and wanting to be Paige and wanting to get to know her. And then you hopped on that bandwagon too and were like, yeah, we really want to hang out. And then you dropped that line. Let me tell you something. New York does not play around with that. Paige does not pay around, play around with that. So I'm just going to say the nail is already in the coffin. I don't think Paige is, I think she's going to take a back seat. I think she's going to be Paige. And I love Paige. And I wouldn't mind seeing her put Taylor in place. Even though I'm still team Taylor on this, but like, girl, girl, you knew who you were dating. Did you think he was going to change because of you? That man's dick is so damn dirty in Charleston. So dirty. Ridiculous. Anyways, we see a glimpse of the season Lots of drama, and someone may have filled their face with a little too much filler. And I'm not going to tell you who, 
But when you guys watch this episode, or if you have watched the episode, and you saw a glimpse of this season, you know exactly because you backed up on that couch. You, it, it was a little bit shocking, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, so here we are. That's it. That's all I have for you guys. I know. I got another long fucking episode for you guys. What can I say? Now we got to do like three shows. It is fall now. We're ramping up. So, you know, I'm going to do my best. I kind of want to keep it at the 45, but what's another 15? Again, fold some clothes. You know what I mean? Clean clean the house. Get to the destination. (laughs) Regardless, listenership is greatly appreciated when you have a moment, you know, Leave a review on Apple or Spotify. I'd appreciate it. But until next time, you guys, stay classy. Cheers.